them to the land of the billionaires. Hong Kong now has the highest concentration of ultra-rich people of any city in the world. Just overtook New York. But not everyone has won out of this. So that is what we're here to find out. Why is there so much wealth being attracted to the city? But more importantly, what does it mean for everyone else that lives here? Instagram influencer, temporary traffic obstruction, and heir to her family fortune. Do you have it? Hey! Hi, nice Lord. to finally meet you. Nice to meet you. Hey, I'm Mark. Here. <laughs> and Michael. Michael, nice, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Forgive me, is this all for social media? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh my god, YouTube for Instagram. You put more effort into your social media than anyone else I know. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, it's a compliment. It's definitely a compliment. Mabel is one of Hong Kong's rich kids, and she has no problem flaunting her lifestyle. In fact, she gets paid to flaunt it by luxury brands trying to sell that crazy rich image. Do you think that it's possible that part of the appeal of your Instagram to brands is the fact that there is a sort of, there is an affluent quality to it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it also reflects on the brands that would that want to collaborate with me, they're usually um, like higher end lifestyle brands. So I think like my sort of lifestyle sort of fits the type of person that they want. In the Hong Kong culture that you grew up in, how much does status and wealth actually matter? I have a lot of friends who are lawyers and doctors, not because they genuinely enjoy doing it. I mean, I'm sure some people do enjoy doing it, but a lot of people are doing it just because of the money that comes with the job. Mabel and her friends are living a life of comparative wealth and status that's not unlike the one you would see in the movie Crazy Rich Asians. You said your dad had a few cars, like what's his taste, what's he into? He actually has an Audi sports car and this car is more practical because mm -hmm. my mom likes to drive her friends around. Yeah. And there's also one car where my dad uses to travel to China, mm -hmm. but usually my driver, he drives that car. And then we have the vents, which my dad drives to work by himself. Owning multiple cars is normal when you live here in Repulse Bay. Home to some of the most expensive real estate in the world. An average three-bedroom apartment can cost a cool 10 million Australian dollars. Okay. Hello, Dis. Hi. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> so this is my helper, Lourdes. She's Hi. been working with us for, I think, more than 10 years already. Yeah. So, Beautiful place. Thank you. Like lots of new money families in Hong Kong, Mabel's family emigrated from mainland China. This is my room. Her dad is a big player in the textile industry, but she's hesitant to tell me exactly how much he's worth. So if I was asked you if you had one purchase obsession, what would it be? Can I have two? Yes. <laughs> yes, you can have two. Handbags and shoes. Handbag. How, how, how big is your handbag collection there? I don't even have enough space to put them all. Wow. 
Wait, so that's not even the full collection? No, because <laughs> I still have more over here. But they're just like all over my room because I buy so many handbags all the time. These are like my winter jackets. Oh, wow. Yes. In fairness to Mabel, she may be super rich, but she is also super humble. You see that bag over there? That's worth $17,000. Why is this place so attractive to, to the wealthy? I think it's because uh, the barriers to do business here is relatively lower than um, other places. But um, I feel like there is a very wide um, wealth gap in Hong Kong. The government has always been criticized for um, implementing policies that are favoring the rich instead of helping the poor. And I feel like we obviously have more um, financial capacity to be able to help these people. So I wish more can be done about this. Extraordinarily low taxes, no GST and minuscule corporate tax have helped make Hong Kong the freest economy in the world. So if the government aren't getting all their money from tax, where is the cash coming from? Well, it turns out a big part of the answer to that question is land. You see, while Hong Kong has become home of the ultra-rich, it's also become the world's least affordable housing market. Hong Kong is just a little bit smaller than Hobart, and there are 7.5 million people living here. Now, you might assume that real estate is so expensive because of land scarcity, but from above, you can see there's plenty of green space. That's because 70% of this land is not being used. In fact, only 7% of the city is zoned for housing. But here's the catch. Every inch of land here is owned by the Hong Kong government, and they make big money by leasing it to property developers who in turn charge huge rents, sometimes for the smallest of spaces. So this is an apartment that is for rent at the moment. It's two-ish rooms, about 46 square metres, including the balcony. For this, you can expect to pay the equivalent of $1,000 a week Australian. But it's when you look at buying that things get mental. There are apartments like this that are going for $2 million Australian. And the worst part, you have to put down a 50% deposit. A lot of our younger generation, they are really frustrated with the housing problem. This is Nathan Law. At 23, he was the youngest person to ever be elected to Hong Kong's parliament. He's the voice of the city's increasingly frustrated youth. If you're coming out from a wealthy family, then you have no expectation or no hope of purchasing your own house. Like many people, Nathan believes Hong Kong's problems stem from its nearest neighbour. You see that uh, a lot of our housing are being bought by the Chinese money and they're not um, being used as a residential needs. But for them to getting their money out, they don't really care about the livelihood issues in Hong Kong. What's the effect that has on the mood of young people in this city? Other than the most unaffordable city in the world, Hong Kong has a lot of top ranking. For example, top working hours, the least joyful city, and uh, one of the least hopeful cities. According to a recent survey, young people in Hong Kong are the unhappiest they've been in a decade. In fact, 60% of 18 to 29-year-olds are looking to pack up and leave Hong Kong for good. 
lot of my friends and a lot of younger generation, they don't want to have their child because they don't have room to raise them. It's just a, like torturing their next generation. Hong Kong has one of the lowest birth rates in the world. And this housing problem, it's related. There's a social component yeah. to young people being able to have their own place, isn't there? Well, definitely. Like, for example, if you want to have, like, a sort of intimate behaviour with your partner, then you have no room to do so. And you're very embarrassed when your parents are home and you can't do it. So, <laughs> it's devastating. So the young people of Hong Kong have nowhere to hook up? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> young people like these university students who are tonight helping out at this soup kitchen. People like Francis. Do you feel like you have enough space? I need to share my room with my sister, so I think I have just, I want to have more personal space, to be honest, but it's hard because we just have three rooms in my house, so my parents and my grandparents are there, it's my, me and my sister. Tonight, these students are delivering food to those most affected by the housing crisis. So if there is this ongoing problem with housing and not enough spaces, and everyone knows it, what's the mood like here? How do people feel about it? Um, for the young generation, we feel so angry about it. We need to live and then we also need to have a safe place for, our, for us to maintain our life, but the government is just focus on how to earn money in the maximum profit. Whilst living with family is necessary for many people in this city, some don't have that luxury. Can I make an observation? Yeah. Overwhelmingly, the people here are old. Yeah. Why is that? Most of them are just live by their own, so they won't cook, and then their daughter or their son will not take care of them. All of this forces you to wonder what happens to these people. With no one to look after them, where do they live? Right now, Hong Kong is projecting an image to the rest of the world, and it's an image of extreme wealth and glamour. But then you hit a place like this. This is Sham Shui Pole, where a quarter of the population live below the poverty line. In a restaurant at the heart of Sham Shui Po, I meet Auntie Ha, an elderly victim of the city's housing crisis. She's taking me to see a subdivided flat. Now, this is the only kind of housing that she can afford. In Hong Kong, 30% of the population live in public housing. But with a five-year wait list, a lot of people, like Auntie Ha, are being forced to reside in dangerous and often illegal living conditions like this. 